Welcome to BitFaced. We've started and stopped a lot of traditions here on the podcast, but one tradition that will never end is one of my favorite episodes to do every year, besides when my dad comes down, is when we get to talk about our favorite games from an entire year span. Today, of course, we're going to do 2017. Arguably the best year of games I have seen in over a decade. I tried to do a little research this morning to see, and there was a couple other years that came close, but this was the hardest top 10 I've ever had to make. In fact, I have to start off tonight with two, two uh, honorable mentions that any in any other year would have made my top 10. Also, my top three in any other year, each of the games could have been game of the year. So I don't know about you guys. I know you don't play as much as I do. That's a, a fair statement. I think when we compared list, I'd played over 100 games last year, and you guys are more in the 10 range, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm hoping to get a little bit of variety today. Anyway, to remind our audience of the rules, this is how we do top 10s on BitFaced. We will do elimination. We are going to start from 10 and work our way down. If a game gets said and it's on your list, of course, you cross it off. You're allowed to talk about it at that point, but no kind of going back to it. It's worked well in the past, and uh, hopefully it's going to work well today. I'm here with the BitFaced crew. I know it's – I never say that. I guess we did a Christmas episode together. We did, yeah, and now recently. Recently, and we had a, a Christmas party recently that I will say, Tyler, um, I would say you were kind of the host of that party and you did a very good job. The Thanks, food man. was uh, was excellent. Uh, you were fetching me beers all night. When the when does that ever happen? <laughs> hey, um, man, I was, uh, I was hosting, as you said. And we had a really uh, great turnout. I never expected to see 25 plus people at my house. Rebecca and Sterling came down yeah. and I know getting you guys to go to a party, that is like a bloody miracle. <laughs> it's a uh, I'm a miracle worker. What can I, I say? Yes, you are. I felt like, uh, yeah, I was honored to have you guys at a party. I think the first thing I asked you when you walked in was, like, what do you guys do I'm, if you don't drink beer? <laughs> <laughs> we said we talked to people. Yeah, we, we actually had a, like a three-hour Star Wars conversation. We talked about video games. Uh, Carl came by. It was the longest I've ever talked to either Carl or Sterling outside of a podcast. Yeah. And I really liked that. Yeah. But Definitely this good. this episode's not about Christmas. This episode is about our favorite games. I'm going to start with my two. Let me do my two honorable mentions. I'll do my 10, and then I'll pass it to Rebecca. Does that sound good? Okay. Okay, two honorable mentions. Number one, best fan service game, I think, of the year, Friday the 13th. Even though they did have tons of problems, Ilphonic has supported the game. They're giving us new free stuff with the game. If you're a fan of Friday the 13th, definitely go out and play it. Just barely missed my top 10. Also, I know I've bagged on walking simulators in the past on BitFaced, but what remains of Edith Finch had me teared up at the end of the game. It's about a four-hour experience. There's a lot of reading and uh, some very unique mini-games, but I highly recommend if you're into a story in a video game, pick up what remains of Edith Finch. I think you can get it for like $7. Well worth playing. And then we'll go with my number 10. Not even made by Sega, and that's the saddest thing in the world. <sighs> Because it's the best Sonic game I've played in a long time, Sonic Mania. Wow. Yeah, I know you had brought it up at one point, but I didn't get a chance to play it or, or check it out at all. 
it's it's phenomenal. If you're a fan of the original Sonic games that came out on the Sega Genesis, you will absolutely love it. The level design, the music, the controls, the different bonuses. You can play with Sonic Tails and Knuckles. It's a nice tribute to the series. It's about time that Sonic got a little bit uh, of respect because, Jesus, yeah. the past 10 years have been terrible for him. Mm-hmm. And he had two games this year. Sonic Forces was okay. Not top 10, though. Sonic Mania definitely makes my 10. I've got a fun little Sonic anecdote that actually doesn't relate to video games. So a very popular um, cosmetic <clears throat> company called Glamglow, they make these, like, masks. Um they came out with a blue shimmery mask called it the sonic mask had a picture of tails on the (laughs) (laughs) on the bottle instead of sonic everyone was like losing their minds over it (laughs) i would buy that just to have on my shelf i'll I'll get you one would would you please that'd be awesome because i'm I'm a big sonic fan and (laughs) there's been so many crappy sonic games i mean going back to sonic 2006 one of the worst reviewed and it's terrible i've played it one of the worst games i'll never forget getting like 45 minutes into the game dying on some bullshit and the title screen popped back up and i it was the you've got to be kidding me oh no moment and then uh, 10 years later i see avgn playing it and he has the same commentary yeah go out and if you are a fan of sonic i think the game is 15 bucks maybe 20 at most worth every penny sonic mania bex you're up cool so um, I'm going to get one of my like problem children kind of out of the way because, um, I had a really hard time with this list. I did Shit. not have, <laughs> I'm so sorry. No worries. I had a really hard time with this list. I did not have time to play video games last year. So I barely played 10 games period, let alone 10 games that were new. Um, so I'm cheating just a little bit. I mean, I think your list and my list are like, Instead of top 10, it's like, what 10 games did you did play last play? year? Yeah, but I mean, luckily mine were good. I did not put a game that I didn't like on the list. Um, but this game, it's a it's a small indie game. It's really, really wonderful. Um, I put it on my list because I knew it had come out for PlayStation in 2017. Found out it actually came out for Xbox and PC at the end of 2016. But I did not know that. So I'm going to go with it anyways. But it's called Earthlock Festival of Magic. It's a really great kind of um, almost wants to be a um, Final Fantasy clone. Um, like the earlier Final Fantasies, but the artwork is really, really cute. The the story is beautiful. The the battle system is really fun. It's it's very different from any other game that I've I've played before. Um, it, it's really, really challenging. Like even playing it just on normal mode, I've died loads of times. So it's really fun. Um, I know it's on Steam on sale right now, so you guys should definitely check it out. It's a really cute little indie game. It was the free game on Xbox, I want to say, at one point this year. I, I believe that. I have it. Yeah. I just haven't oh, nice. played it. Now it's I will really, try it. It's great. It's really good. And I'll pick it up on Steam sale. Awesome. Do you play on PlayStation, you said? Um, I have it on PlayStation, but I was going to get it on Steam, too, since okay. it's on sale. Is it multiplayer? No, it's not. Oh. It's just a little just a little story game. I was going to say, sometimes they have like uh, they have multiplayer you know, little story games. It yeah, been awesome. but... Not this Not one. Not this one, but it's really cute. Everyone should check it out. It's great. Okay. I'm going to start off with... Uh, so, yeah, I, I actually ended up playing 11 new games <laughs> last year. Congratulations. Um, and there, there's one I'm going to give you so much shit for when we get to it. Oh, it's high up on my list, too. I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. 
And uh, because fans of the show, if you go back to episode one, you have done nothing but wank over this title, and you barely played it. I'm looking at it right now in the bit cave, uh, yeah. but we'll we'll get to that in a second. Go ahead with your ten. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So, so my number ten is another game that like I was uh, I was I was really hyped for, and I thought it was gonna be incredible. Um, and it's not that. I don't think it was really good. Um, in fact, all the issues that are I were I was reading online, I had no problems with, uh, and that's Prey. Um, I didn't get to play it very often. I had it with GameFi. I ended up canceling my GameFi and had to send it back. Um, so I want to go and pick it back up, but I thought it was beautiful. It was chilling at certain parts. Uh, you know, the story was kind of lacking, but other than that, I thought it was really fun. I couldn't get into it, but I saw a good game there. Mm-hmm. I just, for whatever reason, I don't know. A game has to really grab me within the first hour. If not, I, I give it up, and that's kind of how I felt about Prey. Not that it was a bad game whatsoever. I just don't think it was. It wasn't Dishonored good for me. Yeah, um, and that's... I have a friend that worked on Prey. <laughs> uh, no, and again, not a not a bad title I at all. Wasn't, I yeah. wasn't saying that you said that. No, just <laughs> I'm very excited Um Sterling just recently started playing it. Um, we actually got a um, a heavily discounted copy through our friend that works there. So that's nice. kind of cool. Yeah. Well, after I play it, if I end up loving it as much as I had hoped I would, maybe we can chat with him about what he worked yeah. on. I'd love to because yeah. I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of Dishonored. So and yeah. Dishonored too. Yeah. Another game we've been talking about. Since the beginning of Bitface, I want to say episode two or three finally came out this year. Hands down, I don't care. No one is allowed to argue with me on this. The best and the most unique art style I've ever seen in a video game. Also, the most challenging game I've played this year. I'm only on the second island. That, of course, is Cuphead. Mm-hmm. And that would be my my number nine. And yet, anyone argue with me? Have you seen a game that looks like Cuphead this year? Or that is as pretty as Cuphead? Or flows like Cuphead? Cuphead is hard, but fair like a platformer should be. Mm-hmm. If you've got balls, pick up Cuphead. I promise you, though, you are not going to get through it easily. It's challenging as, as hell. Yeah, I mean, there's that video of that guy who beat it in, what, eight minutes or something? Oh, my God. Which, which is crazy because you, you look at everyone else and everyone else is struggling. Like, it is right. a challenging game. So this guy is just insane. He must have either just dumped tons of hours into it memorizing it you know, that's obviously not his first run. He didn't just pick it up and beat it in eight minutes. Right. But, but well, no, I can beat every boss on the first island now without taking a hit of damage. But yeah. that took 12 hours right. of memorization and yeah. uh, pattern recognition and muscle memory. Yeah, that's uh, I was going to make I didn't uh, end up making a list here, but I was going to make a list of, you know, games that I wanted to play that I was really uh, stoked for that I think would have made my top 10. And that would have been really high on it for sure. We have to couch co-op it. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't actually put these in. I know like my top <laughs> five, and then the bottom five are not really in order. You guys both just hate lists. I you know I like to I'm wing <laughs> shit, man. I, and I respect that. I do too, but not not on Game of the Year episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you guys you guys do whatever you want. I love it because you guys always bring games to the table that I haven't played. You already started with one I didn't play. So. Right. Um, and this next one, you're definitely not going to play. Um, so I've talked a little bit about, um, farming games like Harvest Moon. 
Um, so one game that I really enjoyed this year was a 3DS game called Story of Seasons Trio of Towns. Um, so the original creators, the original people that worked on Harvest Moon, they kind of split off and um, started Story of Seasons. And I played the first one and it was great. Um, had a few issues, but they fixed all of those issues in Trio of Towns. It was really, really fun, really unique Um each of the, the three towns that kind of surround your farm all have vastly different feels. So there's one that feels like Hawaii. There's one that feels like an Old West Ranch. It's it's really, really cool. How does it compare to your game of the year, Stardew Valley? <laughs> Last year's game of the year, sorry, right. 2016. Um, I don't think... I don't know that anything will ever compare to Stardew Valley just because Stardew Valley was so uh, intricate and open and there were so many different things that you could do with it. I actually bought Stardew Valley... Um, another copy for PlayStation 2. So now I have it on PC and PlayStation. And it came out last year for the Switch, so I want to get it on the Switch as well. <laughs> I'll probably pick it up on the Switch because I'm really into games like that. Yeah, you'll Stardew Valley is fantastic. It's definitely the best. Should he does. grab Stardew over the one you just said? And I'm sorry, I can't remember because the title was like 17 words long. <laughs> <laughs> Trio of Towns is all I remember. Yeah, Power, power of the Seasons. <laughs> Story Flying of on seasons. the Leaf. <laughs> Um, definitely Stardew Valley is the best farming game I've ever played. So wow. definitely pick that one up. And if you beat it, pick up the, the other one that you mm-hmm. just mentioned, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. My, uh, my number nine and you might enjoy that. It's so low on the list, uh, is, is destiny two. Hey, that's on my list too. <laughs> well, now it's not. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are feel free to talk about this amongst <laughs> yourselves because destiny two uh, Near Automata and Assassin's Creed were the three big ones I did not play this year. So I really, even though I, I want to get salty on it, I, I'm not allowed to talk about Destiny 2 because nope, I didn't play not. it. Where did it end up on your list? Was it in the top five? It was bottom? in the top five, yeah. Okay, all right. See, I thought it was it was good, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed the story mode that they added. But, you know, it took me two weeks with my friends to play through almost all the content right yeah it's it's definitely so the reason mine was so high on on the list was because it was something for me and sterling to do together um we actually ended up on black friday buying a second playstation so that we could play destiny together because that was always our biggest complaint about destiny is that there's no form of couch co-op or anything it's all just online um so we Went back and played through the last couple of expansions on Destiny 1 because we hadn't done that yet. And then we started Destiny 2. We also picked that up on Black Friday because it was on a pretty decent sale. Um, And uh, I just, I really loved, I feel like a lot of the the kind of issues that I had and a lot of people had with Destiny 1, they fixed in 2. I also thought the the, like story content was a lot more fun and believable and engaging um so i i really really enjoyed it we've um sterling and i have two characters now each that are maxed out yeah yeah i still play with friends for pvp i think the pvp is is incredible and uh the the biggest issue i had with one was the story progression they made you repeat you know this much of a level right and then you got to access 10% more. Right. And then you had to repeat that and then 10% more. And right. it was awful. And they fixed that for sure. Yeah. I'm glad you guys both enjoyed it. I'm glad they repaired it. Originally, they said Destiny 1 would have a 10-year shelf life. Obviously, that was a load of shit. <laughs> and I'm sure we're going to get a Destiny 3 within the next couple years. 
uh, Jake plays Destiny, my nephew, and he he said it was a, a vast improvement over the first game. So it sounds like yeah. you guys both agree with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot more fun. Only one game this year scared the shit out of me, <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm gonna try to stay away from spoilers, but let's just say that there's a scene in the garage, and I jumped out of my chair because that's how scared I was. Um, just very very jumpy. I got to play this game on VR, but I also got to play this game on my Xbox. I waited till the end of the year to play this. For whatever reason, it flew under my radar, but it is phenomenal. It goes back to the roots of the series of being a horror game and not just a jokey zombie game, and that was Resident Evil 7. Yeah, that's another one of those that would have, uh, it would have been on my really wanted to play list. Um, And you can tell a lot of those games that, are incredible because that's a game that barely dropped even through the holiday season. Like it finally came down to $30 and that's when I picked it up. Uh, I had tried it on VR earlier in the year, but I only got to play a little bit of the beginning. I don't know if I would have been able to make it through that game on VR. In fact, I can't believe I didn't tape it, but Doug got to the point where he got attacked Mm -hmm. and Doug screamed like a little girl. (laughs) And I was, I, I, I completely defend him and share the sentiment. That game will scare the crap out of you. There's one scene where you wake up at like the, the white trashiest dinner party with people eating organs and shit. And it takes a lot. Again, I watch a ton of horror movies. It takes a lot to disturb me. Resident Evil did the job, and that's what a Resident Evil game should do, and that's why it made my top ten this I'm year. I'm getting anxious just thinking about it. <laughs> that's the horror game we need Rebecca to play. No. You want to see me VR. cry? <laughs> I'd like to see your, her play Alien, only because that will raise the, the hairs on your arms up uh, because you're hiding in a closet and you see the thing slither by. <laughs> Resident Evil is more disturbing. I guess Alien's scarier. Resident Evil is more like, ugh. Uh, how about we should Twitch stream it one time, the four of us with uh, Sterling here, and it'll be like a party. It'll be like a mini BitFace stream party. Cool. And you can pass Good off idea. the controller if you get too scared, but, <laughs> but we're not going to let you do that too much. Yeah. <laughs> Sterling can pinch that for you. I will too. Yeah, he can pip <laughs> shit for you. Man, you guys missed an opportunity. Raise the stakes. Like, um, if I if I want to pass the controller, that's fine. But I have to remove an article of clothing. <laughs> I was gonna say we should have people make donations to Cat for Kids, but if you want to get naked, like, <laughs> let's do both. Yeah, your your prerogative. L- let me find out uh, a streaming service. <laughs> yeah, because we can't do Twitch. That. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's it's a different. I think site. it's called like mm. uh, camgirls.com <laughs> or something. <laughs> we can probably do that. Uh, we can make this happen. You've got an account already, right? <laughs> no, I closed that when I got married. <laughs> probably a good call. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, um, I'm gonna do another 3DS game. Um, this game, I'd been looking forward to it for a while. Um, I don't even remember how I came across it necessarily, but um, it's called Ever Oasis. Um, it's a, another game that's got a super cute story. Um, just the little the little characters are adorable. It's a lot of fun. Um, it, it's kind of um, similar to Rune Factory in that there is some like town building and relationship building and stuff like that, but you do also go out and fight and explore dungeons and see monsters and and everything like that. Um, Super great game. It was by a new studio, I believe. Um, 
and I, I just had a blast with it last year. I put so many hours into that game. You just said one of my trigger words, Rune Factory. <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking around the room and I'm like, is that one of the games that I kept? Like, and it's not, unfortunately, because uh, I got rid of the, I had it on Wii U. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm gonna have to check that out then. Yeah, you'll you'd like it if you like Rune Factory. You'll like this. I There's no Rune farming Factory. like in Rune Factory, but oh. you build up your town. Um, it's a lot of fun. Trust me, you'll like it. Okay. Is it just an art straight up RPG? Yeah. Okay. I think I could deal with that. <laughs> I'll miss the farming aspect. But. I know, but you you do a lot of so the townspeople have little shops where they sell like hats or food or whatever, and so you help them build up their shop. So it's that's awesome. It's town building for sure. It's very cute. I mean, as you remember from last year when we all bought Pokemon and I was sending you pictures of me buying <laughs> clothing and stuff. Yes, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> the reason you guys don't play ten games in a year because, gosh, all the cloth building and town building you have <laughs> to farming, do, and farming, you have to do hundreds of hours and cultivating turnips. <laughs> I'm running from red crazy rednecks. You guys are actually putting in some work though. <laughs> Trust me, man, my character was a female in Pokemon, and she was goddamn adorable. (laughs) She was. She was very cute. I have no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) My next game, uh, we were just talking about this, is a game that I played this year, and I almost forgot about because it came out super early. (laughs) And uh, and I put it higher than Destiny so you could chuckle at it because you thought this game was garbage. Uh, And that's Mighty Morphing Power Rangers Mega Battle. (laughs) And it's re- not even a good beat 'em up, dude. <laughs> I had fun, man. You you transform, like you morph, and like they have they have uh, boss battles where you fight in like the Megazord, and like cool. It's a side-scrolling beat 'em up. Like I, I had fun with it, man. <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't great at all. Definitely not worthy of a top ten. Very similar to the new Double Dragon that came out. It just was sloppy. I I don't disagree with that, but I bought it because uh, as Titus is getting older, I think he'll have fun getting into games. And that's one when I power on my PlayStation, he's like, you need to play Power Rangers. And I tell him, no, I'll play it when you want to play Power Rangers. So I'm hoping it'll get him into it. Good game to play with uh, with T. Yeah, I had fun with it. And so I think that's that's valid. Like uh, this if, is the same guy that put Mighty Number no. Nine number one last year. Keep it Mighty Number no. Nine is so good. That <laughs> game was incredible. <laughs> and the new Mega Man that's supposedly coming out and the screenshots that we saw pulled from the art style and all sorts of stuff. It looks way closer to Mighty Number no. Nine than any other Mega Man ever has. Hopefully the controls will be a little bit better. Uh, I thought but... the controls were fun, but maybe so. <laughs> I never thought that a turn-based role-playing game would make my top 10. I don't play a lot of RPGs anymore. I just don't. I started playing this one. I couldn't put it down. I put over 100 hours into it this year. I will put it on the same level as Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy III. That's how much I I loved uh, Battle Chasers, Night War. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a fan of the comic, so that helps a little bit, but I really love the mechanics. I got really addicted to the game. In fact, I'm going back now before I beat the final boss and getting all the pieces of lore and all the random dungeons and everything there. So I'm really, uh, really dug Battle Chasers. If you guys are into, uh, if you guys are into turn-based RPGs, highly recommend picking it up. It's another one on my list that's less than 20 bucks. Cool. It's one of those that Toma keeps telling me is supposedly coming out on the Switch. 
And so I'm going to get it when it comes out on the Switch. <laughs> it's it's worth it. Uh, and if you're into turn-based RPGs, I used to play a ton back in the Super Nintendo days. I don't play them as much anymore. This one kind of brought me back, uh, brought me back into that. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds really cool. You would like it. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I'm a huge Chrono Trigger fan. Huge. <laughs> it doesn't have the same going back in time aspect to it. Yeah. But it does have a really good story. And any game that has a crafting system that I will participate in <laughs> is that says a bloody all, miracle. <laughs> yeah, this is all you need to know about the game right there. <laughs> cool. Um, my next one, the only reason um, it's not higher on my list is because I did not play much of it. But the reason it made my list is because of the marketing and that's Wolfenstein 2. Oh yeah. I loved the anti-Nazi message and I love when people freaked the fuck out and said, "Why are you getting all political?" They doubled down on it. Like that was so just ballsy and brave. I did not play much. I haven't played much yet. I've played maybe 5 hours of it. Um, but I liked it and the marketing enough was I just want to play it to fight some Nazis. <laughs> It's good and it's hard. Yeah, I had to. I had to embarrassingly crank the difficulty down <laughs> on the game yeah. because one of the problems I had with the game, I loved it, uh, but the reason it didn't make my top ten is there's no hit detection, uh, so you can't tell where you're getting fired on from. And in a first person shooter, that is the most frustrating thing in the entire world, not knowing yeah. where you're getting hit from. So it comes down to you have to memorize the enemy positions and the levels. The story's oh. good. You should definitely play through it, Rebecca. I did, however, and this is the other reason it didn't make my 10, I ran into a game-breaking glitch that they have not fixed yet. Oh, really? Where I cannot pull an item out that I need to get farther, and I'm stuck. Oh, no. I didn't know so about that. I'd have it finished if it wasn't for that glitch. But it's a great uh, game. If you're into shooters, I highly recommend picking it up, too. It's uh, it's it's really good. But, yeah, no, that's one reason it didn't make my... Uh, well, that's shitty. Didn't make my list. Come I wasn't on, able guys, to finish get on it. That. <laughs> I put uh, the next game on my list. Uh, one of the ones that you mentioned you hadn't played that was a big one this year is uh, Nier Automata. Um, so that's my number seven. And it's better than all the games that I had listed previously. And I want to get back to it and finish it because I am a huge fan of this style of games like uh, God of War, uh, Devil May Cry uh, is one of my top series so the fact that it had all of those aspects and then it also had aspects of you know six other styles of games top down bullet hell shooters uh side scrolling hack and slash it was just such a unique game that combined all these awesome elements that i think it's it's definitely worth playing out of the ones I didn't play this year, it'll be the first one that I pick up. I'll pick it up over Assassin's Creed or Destiny, I'll tell you that much, <laughs> just based on what everyone has told me about it, that I would really like it. Even though I'm probably not going to be as into the story as you are, yeah. I think I'll really like the the game. I think you will, too. Best fighting game this year? Were there any fighting games this year besides Injustice 2? I, 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 don't, I, I don't think so. That's my number six. Didn't uh, Marvel vs. Capcom come out at the end of the year? I heard it was terrible. Yeah. I didn't buy it. That should tell you all you need to know. But yeah. I bought Injustice 2. Phenomenal. Yeah. They found a way to make the loot boxes work. Star Wars Battlefront 2 should take a note from uh, from Ed Boon and how they uh, in NetherRealm 
how they did the loot boxes. They made the progression system and the fighting the different ladders of people with the different choices. They made the game a lot of fun. Well, they actually made loot boxes seem like rewarding and enjoyable to get loot and have on your character. So Yeah, and you had to participate with your guild to get the best stuff. Uh, one of the proudest moments of 2017 is the Bitface Guild was top 100 in the world at one point. Oh, cool. When, when we were all really playing it, uh, I was stoked about that. Uh, a lot of people, too. A lot of people from the Facebook page uh, came and joined us, so thank you yeah. very much for that. Was Nick Gochis in on that? Gochis is there. Mike the Quad is on our oh, yeah. uh, on our team. We have uh, Adam Gumbert plays with us. It's it's all a bit face. David nice. Ford, every everyone together. We we put in some work for a month and we got to top one hundred. So I was very <laughs> I'm very proud of that. That's awesome. You're into fighting games. If you're into DC Comics, you probably already have the game. But if you don't, I know it's on a mad sale right now. There's also downloadable characters, including the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that are coming. Next month, if you're into fighting games or hell, even if you're just into comic books, pick up Injustice 2. I I loved it, and obviously all of you out there at BitFace loved it too. Very cool. Um, So my next one, Eric is going to give me shit for. (laughs) (laughs) Because he thinks it shouldn't count my top top 10. Uh. Um, But Skyrim for the Switch. Wasn't really a remaster. Is this uh, a new game, Skyrim? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of this. Yeah, what, what, what is the Skyrim that you speak of? Whoa. I think Tyler was married when Skyrim came out. <laughs> yeah. On the exact day <laughs> yep. that it came out. So think about that. <laughs> but why do you like it for the Switch? Obviously, you put it on your list for a reason. I did put it on my list for a reason. So for me, uh, this was kind of representative of where the switch can go and probably is going to go not only do we have an incredible groundbreaking third-party title on a nintendo console um but i know that um breath of the wild and um mario odyssey like just really showed us the kind of um capabilities of the switch but for skyrim to have for so long kind of been the gold standard of what a game with a massive map game with great graphics a really in-depth game that that's been the standard for so long for that now to be on a handheld handheld system is just incredible and the other thing um we had talked about this a little bit when we were talking about the switch i think before it even came out um how the motion controls were going to work with skyrim and oh my god i love them i love them um combat is tricky with the motion controls i still don't quite have that down but lock picking is so much fun um, because you can actually feel every tiny vibration because the Joy-Con are so sensitive to all of that. So I haven't put any points into lock picking because you can just feel it and figure it out. It's You feel like you're actually picking the lock. It's really cool. That actually sounds really fun. So I, I say that that warrants enough for it to count. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and yeah, we did talk about it on, I believe the episode is called the Fantasipation episode. If you yeah. guys want to go back and listen to it way early last year, correct? Right. Uh, no, I'm not going to give you too much shit about it. I mean, you've had you have Skyrim on nine different consoles, Becca. I, I'm I think you've earned the right to put it wherever <laughs> you want now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that can just go in your top ten, like for the next. It's going to be next, released for the next twenty next years. Next year, she's yeah. going to be like, oh yeah, Skyrim VR, and then we're going to have you know Skyrim the ride. And <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that um, that. So Carl and I have talked about Skyrim quite a bit. And one thing that he brought up that I would be really interested to see 
is this idea of a um, multiplayer Skyrim. Anytime we bring that up, people talk about Elder Scrolls Online. We don't want an MMO. We want Skyrim. But instead of having Lydia as your companion, having one of your friends running around and helping you out. I think it would be cool to have a system where someone could join in like as a companion. You Mm -hmm. still have like a you know, a full single player game. Right. And even if they just take over the current companion that you have. Right. That would be pretty cool. It would be really fun. Yeah. Almost like this idea of in Destiny, you have the fire team leader who's basically everything. And then everyone else in the fire team is just kind of along for the ride. But that idea, that would be a lot of fun. The only thing is I know that like, if I ever joined in like couch co-op or wherever, like over the internet with a friend, like in a giant world like that, they'd be like, let's go to this town. I'd be like, no, there's a bee over here. <laughs> like, and go look at something else. So That's true. You'd have to choose your companions very carefully. <laughs> yeah. You might not get picked a lot. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so I put a game that we're all kind of still recently playing on Xbox as my number six. Um, even yeah. though... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's Skyforce Reloaded. And uh, I still need to jump in on the tourney because you told me it's a it's a Geometry Wars style tourney, and that sounds awesome. But uh, I'm glad that in 2017 we still have people making or remastering or or keeping the bullet hell style of game or shump as people call them, uh, keeping those alive because it is a very challenging style of gameplay and like. There are times when you have to sneak through bullets that are, you know, ship wide <laughs> and you just feel incredible when you do it. And uh, and so it's, you know, it's triggered happy feelings for me. And it has really cool progression. You start out. I was about to say the reason it's it goes above every other shump is because of the progression system, correct? Yeah, because all other shumps, usually you'll have decent guns to start out with and you'll pick up random power ups throughout a map and then they'll go away. Whereas this one, you build up your ship, you get new ships, they all do different things, you get complete objectives and get technicians that do random effects, and it feels like you're literally progressing and getting better at a game, even though you're just getting cooler loot. Yeah, I, I love it, and uh, we're all kind of playing it. There's a, a big group of us that are playing it and competing on it, and I think that's a lot of fun. And nothing keeps you up an hour past bedtime than seeing your friend on top of you on the leaderboards and knowing just a couple more levels and you'll be on top of them and mad props to our good, good friend of mine, actually best friend of mine and a good friend of the podcast box Icebox is last time I checked top 70 in the world Wow! on the game. And so I got to, got to give him a shout out here since you mentioned Skyforce. Yeah. Uh, every time I see his score, it's just a, it's a giant mountain to climb. I, I can't, I don't think I'll ever get near it. Like I'm at almost 15 and he's at, 70 <laughs> yeah he's so, he's he's up there uh, yeah my next title i made fun of so much before it came out and it ended up cracking my top five this year to be fair the title would not exist if it wasn't for dark souls and i'll grab my scarf in a second adam the title wouldn't be here if it wasn't for for dark souls in fact and that's the reason i made fun of it so much is when i saw the initial videos of the game the menus the way the weapons work. Everything was Dark Souls. But when I played the game, they added enough combat and enough originality to it. The story was great. 
I got to play with Toma and see how he completely broke the game, and I learned a lot about him yeah. uh, in that instance. <laughs> I had a blast with Nio, guys, or Neo. I don't know how you, you pronounce it. I pronounced it Nio. I say Nio, yeah. Great, great game. Uh, has another game like Resident Evil that really hasn't seen a sale, yeah. which tells me that it's selling very well. If you're into the Dark Souls styles combat, you didn't get a Bloodborne this year. You got a Dark Souls expansion, but that was it. Pick up Nio. Well, well worth your time if you're into that kind of challenging combat, th- those kind of games. And I'll put the scarf on, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, I just took it off my list. It was my number four. So, um, you know, I don't even want to do my next one because I need to save it for your list. Like, I'm going to skip some of mine just because I know that it's on your list. So. I, I figure my number three has got to be going very shortly between the two of you guys. I'm a... Uh... Anyways, Nio though, to talk about that, like I still haven't beat it. I'm on the last section, so I'm very close. And like, I love, that's a game where you progressively get more gear. I thought it was really cool being able to fight other dead people (laughs) and get their gear. Uh, And I heard they actually added PVP now to where you can, you can real time fight people. And I imagine everyone is too, you know, high level that they'll just stop me, but I'd get into that. Yeah, they did come out with an expansion that I haven't played for the game yet, uh, which I'll probably go back and play. I'm just waiting for a sale, developers of Nio. so <laughs> drop it to 30 I'll buy it today. I just don't want to spend 60 on it because it came out in February. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so my next one is, interestingly, a phone game, an Android game. Um, b- I know I talked about how I haven't played many games this year, but this would be on my list regardless, just because I love this developer so much. I love this game so much. Um, Monument Valley 2. Um, it's a it's a puzzle game. It's absolutely stunning. I played through the first one. I played through the first one a few times. Um, it's, it's really hard to describe without you guys seeing it, so I recommend looking it up. Um, but it's almost... Um, it's got like an MC Escher quality to it where you have to, you know, two pieces that look like they don't connect. If you rotate your view just a little bit, they connect and then you can walk your person along the path. It's, it's really, really wonderful. Um, it's one of the few phone games where I say you absolutely have to play it with headphones. The music that they did is phenomenal. Um, it's what I play if I'm like super anxious or anything like that to just kind of calm myself down just because it's really, really beautiful. Music's beautiful. Um, and it lets you kind of focus on the puzzle. So it's it's a puzzle game. Um, your little character does not talk at all, but they still manage to create this really elaborate story for you. Um, so it, it's really, really beautiful. It's only a few dollars on the App Store, um, and I highly, highly recommend it. That sounds really cool. Yeah. yeah. I have an Android, so I may have to check that out. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. I'll, um, I'll show you guys <laughs> once we're done with this. Oh, yeah, please. How pretty it is. Don't shake your head at me. You did it earlier. I didn't hit the laptop. I hit my microphone. <laughs> Just as bad. You'd think 121 episodes in, we'd learn how to do this. <laughs> um, so I'm skipping my number five because I'm almost positive it's your number one. Okay. And, and uh, since you took out four, which was uh, Nio, uh, I'm going to go with my number three, and I'm ready for the shitstorm. Uh, and I think this would actually be probably my, my number one of the year, but I didn't put the time into it and it really does make me sad. Um, because 
it is the game that I've been waiting for for so long, and I cannot stop hyping it, and I still will continue to hype it even though I haven't finished it. And Or even gotten close. Well, I'm like an eighth of the way through the game, so not very far in. Uh, and I loved every second of it, so I'm just trying to mitigate the, the shitstorm that's coming, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I did, and I bought this this giant, as he's going to say, I bought the special edition, this giant box, and uh, it does sit up here in the bit cave. And I use my messenger bag, because I think it's awesome, it is my laptop bag, uh, even though it doesn't fit my big laptop, so I can't use it anymore. This isn't best bags of the year <laughs> episode, though, this is best <laughs> games of the year episode. And so my number three is Persona 5. I won't give you too much shit, other than you've been talking about this game forever, I figured you would have it beat in a weekend. That's how stoked and psyched you were for it. I know it has a mechanic where if you screw up, it's you're done. You have to restart the game. I get that. But come on, man. If it's supposed to be your favorite game and your favorite series of all time, play the fucking thing. Second favorite series of all time. What's first? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. That well, is a game when three comes out, I will I will not sleep. Weekend, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I will, three days. Two Persona days. 6 might be out before we get a new Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> I was about game. to say, when slash if three comes out. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I agree. And I do need to uh, sit down and, and play through it. It's just, uh, you know, I guess like one of the th- reasons that I've played Destiny 2 more than almost any game on my top uh, 10 is just because it has a factor of being able to play with my friends. And, um, and I get that. Uh, yeah and so uh you know when i don't have uh it's not an easy game to sit down and play with titus because some of the content is graphic it is uh you know rated m for a persona game which was mind-blowing when they announced it and uh yeah so it's something that like i I guess i just took my free time and and put it into something where i played with friends (laughs) i'm gonna spoiler alert before i talk about this next title so if you haven't played this, once I get to the title, please stop listening. But I, I do have to kind of give a little spoiler. A game that did not get enough love this year because people complained it was too much like the first one. I completely disagree. They redid the combat system. The script was amazing. It took me 24, to, I think 25 hours to 100% it my first time through. Laughing all the way South Park, the fractured but whole, was phenomenal and did not get the love. I didn't see it on a lot of top 10s. I didn't see it on a lot of top 20s this year. I think it completely deserved to be there. One of the boss battles later in the game where you're fighting Jared from Subway and he's using his sandwich as a penis and spraying <laughs> mayonnaise in your face. Oh my God. It's got to be one of the most shocking and hardest (laughs) moments I've laughed in a video game. Only Trey and Matt can get away with that joke. And there's another joke later that's even more unbelievable that I won't ruin here. But when I got to that boss battle, I paused it and went downstairs and got Tyler and said, you will not believe this and showed it to him. And he was like, I can't, I can't believe that they can do that in a game. Have Jared from subway spraying mayonnaise and little kids (laughs) faces I, I laughed so hard, I barely made it through the fight. The combat system inspired me to play other turn-based and grid-based combat RPGs, which I never thought I would do. If you're a fan of South Park, I know you already have the game. Certainly deserves to be in my uh, my top five this year, so it is number four. Do you think that maybe this game didn't get the love that it deserves because of the political climate and everything? Like, people didn't want to be like, oh, this is so funny, because... 
so much real world shit is happening. Yeah, and I think this season of South Park didn't get the love that it did because they said they weren't going to go political. But one of my top 10 episodes of all time happened this season. It was the last episode of the season. And even Tyler's mouth was agape. (laughs) He was like, I can't believe they're doing this. Like, I cannot believe. And they they put it right, right in your face. Like, okay, this is what's wrong. Yeah. And it's not going to change unless this happens. And this is never going to happen. And it was done so well. Props to Trey and Matt. I mean, 20 years in and they're still making me laugh harder than anyone else out there. Pick up fractured but whole you get a free remastered copy of stick of truth if you buy it too at least on xbox i think on playstation as well i think so i'd say play stick of truth first if you haven't because once you play fractured you're not going to want to go back and play the combat in in stick of truth it's just it doesn't hold up the same and the the story kind of goes right into the the next oh you start in stick of truth actually and uh, there's a really good twist later on that brings you back to stick Hmm. of truth it's like a 20-hour South Park movie, guys. If you're fans of South Park, uh, and you really, I mean, its it immerses you in the world. It is like playing the show. If you didn't yeah. know I wasn't watching the show or in playing a game, you wouldn't be able to tell. Even from the layout of the town, everything yeah. is in the right place. Hmm. I know how to get places because they're in the same place they were in the last game. I know where the school is in reference to Cartman's house. And, oh, my God, its I, I can't say enough about it. Uh, and it's another one, too. My top three is chunky, but in any other year, it could be like Stick of Truth. It could have been Game of the Year. I, I really liked it that much. Wow. Cool. Here comes here comes the steal. It's got to be coming. No, I'm, I'm being nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so next one on my list, again, probably would have been higher, but I did not get to play much of it. Um, but Horizon Zero Dawn. There goes my number two. Okay. So let's let's talk about it. But yeah, that was and that was a very hard number two, almost my number one. But tell me why you liked it. Um, I so for me, I was a huge fan of The Witcher. Um, loved just the world that they built and and how immersive it was and how you felt kind of exploring it. And I got again, I barely touched Horizon Zero Dawn, um, but I got a lot of that same feel. Um, I also thought it was it was really unique, this idea of these kind of almost Viking-like tribes that also have these things to do with technology, um, even though it's not really a part of them. Um, and then, of course, I love that it was set in Colorado. Like, that that's just so cool. Um, the the combat system was fun and engaging, um, and and exploring the world was, was really, inter- really interesting. Ugh. Yeah. I couldn't agree more with like all of those statements because it was actually my number two as well. <laughs> so, uh, I think I'm the only one that's finished it, right? Yeah, and so that's the only reason I don't, I don't. It didn't overtake my number one, uh, and I think it might have, which which is shocking. And I'll talk about that more when I get there because uh, they're similar. They're very similar. It's uh, it was very close to my number three, which I guess I'll I'll get to because I think my three is your one, but. The combat system was phenomenal. I normally do not get into stories in games, and the story in Horizon Zero Dawn made it worth playing the game. A very great protagonist. You totally have her back the entire time. Mm-hmm. You you know why she's doing this. And uh, got to your point, Becca, the combat system, 
is the reason why my it was the difference between number two and number three for me. And yeah. again, I know you guys probably know what number three is, but that was the difference between the two games for me. When it came down to it and I sat down, I was like, okay, what did I love? What did I not, not love? The crafting system in Horizon was better than the game I'm not going to mention, and the combat system <laughs> in Horizon was better than the game I'm not going to mention, and also the story as well. I completely yeah. agree with you. In fact, before you leave here... Please let me borrow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me a second. Isn't it on this rack over here? <laughs> I don't know. Did you Do you keep it in here? I figured you would have it in your room. Anyway, this is not good material for a podcast. <laughs> no. I will find no. it, Rebecca. It's, it's definitely... I think it's over there, but it's definitely in this house. You can take it with you because I share PlayStations with Doug now. Thank you. And I can, uh, I can use his... And then after you finish it, you have to let me borrow it. Okay. Because I need to finish it. When I bring it back. (laughs) Tyler borrowed the Goonies from me three years ago. Have we talked about this? We talked about this, I think, last podcast. Last podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why Rebecca gets it first. (laughs) I agree. I I agree. All right. So uh, that was my number two. So my number one is uh, the, I think the, the only game that I... Well, I technically beat Destiny 2, but that doesn't really count. The only game that I beat, and the reason it's my number one, is because it sucked me in for a whole week. It is probably what I would put as my third favorite series, Mm -hmm. uh, kind of, of all time. And so that's why it it overtook uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, is because they were very similar games. And I do think that Horizon Zero Dawn had the edge up on almost all the aspects, especially that uh that eric just mentioned but my number one was legend of zelda breath of the wild that was my number one as well it's my number three yeah and and i can see that that. doesn't take anything away from it no like you said this was a hard year for this i think you know even playing through and beating all these games uh my list could change from just minute to minute on how (laughs) like how my mood is i might (laughs) feel that i would want to just play you know, something over Legend of Zelda or something over my number five uh, that I haven't mentioned yet because I know you're about to. Uh, but it very easily could have just, you know, my whole list could have shifted one, you know, one through my top five really could have just shifted from minute to minute because they were all that incredible. Sterling brought up a really good point at the Christmas party that you can really get lost in Zelda. And uh, him and Carl both brought up points that I guess there's a snowboarding course and a golf course that I haven't even seen yet in the game. The sense of exploration you get is phenomenal. I love, and I've mentioned this before, but I love the temple system, Mm -hmm. the way you can upgrade your character. In fact, I got lost in that to the point where I didn't progress in the game farther because all I was doing was trying to bump up my character and climb (laughs) higher mountains and, and things. Nobody makes a game like Nintendo. That game really hit me in the feels, nostalgia-wise. It mm-hmm. brought me back to when I got my first NES and was playing the original Legend of Zelda. In any other year, that's that's the game of the year. Right. And the fact that I have two games above it says everything you need to know about 2017. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, Sterling still has not beat the game, and he's been playing it almost nonstop since it came out. So that should tell you just how easy it is to get lost in this world. Yeah, because I I kind of tried to rush through a lot of the story because I knew I wanted to beat it. It was I was that into like uh, the story is not technically great. There's not a whole lot to it. You know what you're doing. You're going right. to rescue Zelda from Ganon. Like yeah, it's a Zelda. It's a Legend of Zelda game. We know how yeah, this goes. <laughs> exactly. But uh, 
but I wanted to get through and I wanted to see that and like the ending cinematics and stuff like that. It, it was touching. It was really, really, really good. Um, and it took me a week, just a week to finish, but I'm only probably a, a quarter of the way through the rest of the content. So really good transition into, I think a sign of a really good game, at least for me, because I like to, I like to pace myself. I normally like to make a good game last about a month. My game of the year this year, I got through in two days. <laughs> and that's because I could not put it down. Horizon Zero Dawn was amazing. Zelda was amazing. No game, though, hit me in the feels more this year. Had more polished control. Completely original platforming mechanic that we'd never seen before. A middle level that had me in tears because it was so dripping with nostalgia. And then an ending that not only transports you to one of the greatest levels in the history of Nintendo, but basically tells you, you haven't played shit yet. Here is the real game. And that game is Super Mario Odyssey. There was not a better game. In fact, Tyler watched me finish the game on the couch with tears running down (laughs) my cheeks because the way they do the final boss battle into the way that they transport you to the Mushroom Kingdom, and you're back at Mario 64. And granted, nostalgia shouldn't play as much of a factor into it, but oh my god, it completely grabbed me to why Nintendo is so magical and why... They had two games in my top five this year. We finally got a Mario game and a Zelda game in the same year. I think Mario kind of edged out, barely edged out Horizon Zero Dawn, definitely edged out Zelda for me, just as far as, uh, God, what a great experience. And uh, as always with Nintendo, I know we're spoiled. The controls are perfect. Yeah, They are absolutely perfect. The first time I saw Mario go into a pipe and then pop up in a side-scrolling yeah. 8-bit Mario level, I was hooked from that point on. You will not play a better platformer, or in my opinion, a better game than Super Mario Odyssey. The fact that we have seen four people play through the first three levels, five people for you, and all pick up different moons to progress is insane it's mind-blowing like you would think that i'm i thought my way was a fairly linear way to get through a level and like everyone would just pick up those moons those are the easy moons to get but no everyone went entirely different ways i've seen parts of levels that someone else played through that i haven't found and i have (laughs) no idea where the heck it's hiding because it must be in like some tiny hole or something and and i think it is because i (laughs) i think i ended the game with 280 four moons and there's 999 in the title (laughs) so when you when you beat bowser you are not done you're like a quarter of the way through the game you are not done at at all in fact and i can't wait to go back and bust up those big blocks that we weren't able to move before granted i beat it in three days and i haven't picked it up since because i know when i sit down with it it's going to be another okay now the next goal is let's get to 999 Mm -hmm. and i did it on Mario 64, I got all 120 stars, which yeah. was a bitch. I want to do it on this, guys. The game is, and the game is beautiful. Anyone that was bitching about Nintendo only being 900p, fuck that. It yeah. looks so good. It Maybe it's their art style or like... It's definitely the art style. I was going to say how they do it. Like, it, 
it looks so clean. It's uh, and, and that does make sense. It's large, solid colors, but it's so vibrant and like it's able to look just so incredible even at 900p. And it's a game that since it's on the Switch, you can just pick up and take with you. Yeah. So both of you need to. Uh, if I would recommend, well, you've you've played through about half of it, ha- half to Bowser, half to Bowser, yeah. And uh, I know you have it. I have it. Yeah. Both of you take take some time, take some time for yourself. Sit down and and, and play Mario. It's it's gorgeous. It's another one of those games, kind of like ironically Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where <laughs> Titus actually does enjoy playing Mario because except it's really really good. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's the big difference there. But uh, uh, it's one of those games where Titus actually does enjoy playing it because he likes being Cappy. And he, we just bust out the two Joy-Cons and he gets to be a hat and he gets to fly around, hit enemies, and then throw me off cliffs because he just goes under me and bounces me off cliffs. <laughs> and I'm like, no, wait, don't jump me yet. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun to be able to play that with, you know, little T. Uh, and so I haven't finished it yet. You did finish, though, what I considered, like, one of the high points of the game was the Donkey Kong tribute level in the middle where you're in the giant Mario City and you're going from sides of buildings to sides of buildings on the original girders and dodging barrels. And again, I was, you you watched me, tears rolling down my face like, oh, my God. And they brought back Princess Pauline. Yeah. It's always Peach and Daisy. No, Pauline, brunette, princess came back uh, from the original Donkey Kong I, uh, I absolutely loved it. The, the game is so good. I cannot say enough about it. And again, this was a hard top 10 to make to the point where I almost debated doing Zero Dawn at number one this morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. But I, I just kind of had to think what game really affected me. And it came down to the best ending like it did last year. Uncharted 4 was my game of the year over Forza. Yeah. This year we'll do uh, Mario over Horizon Zero Dawn. Before we wrap this episode, do you guys have any final thoughts about 2017? I think we covered everything pretty well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, uh, everyone got through their list, right? Including eliminations, mm-hmm. which is uh, which is great. And for the first time in Bitface history, I can honestly tell you guys, if you're listening to this episode, next week's episode, we are going to do something very similar to this, except we're going to go over our favorite pop culture of 2017 minus games. This is Bitface. We have to do a whole episode about the games. But next week's episode, I will promise you, only because we're taping it in about 10 minutes, will <laughs> will, will be our our three favorite pop culture for 2017 so i really hoped you guys uh, enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we had writing these lists and as much as we had playing these games and i hope especially in rebecca's list case she definitely gave you some obscure gems out there and some and some different titles Mm -hmm. uh tyler and my list was a lot of studio titles i would say and things like that so nothing wrong with that but rebecca really had some original choices which is exactly why we love having her here from the Bit Cave, Run TRG, aka Fatty Pimp Shits. <laughs> Fatty, Fatty Pimp Shits. Rebecca, aka The Recca, aka The Sexy Chameleon, aka Marty McFuck. <laughs> I am Eric G. Hollis, and we are out.